excellent to each other. Those three words, man, I'm not even going to get this out before I just start to get choked up. Those were the words uttered by Daryl Grove. And I know nobody listening to this show knows who Daryl Grove is. But Daryl Grove, and using the word was, is going to be really weird now say, was the host of the Total Soccer Show. And when Adam was talking about, hey, let's do a podcast, let's do a podcast, and it's the dumbest thing in the world, but I struggled and struggled and struggled with, how do I open the show? How do I greet people? And then I just kept falling back to Daryl's simple hello and welcome. And I didn't want to, you know, I know imitation is this most sincere form of flattery, and I didn't want to steal it, and so that's why I kind of went with hello, everybody, and welcome. And I, you know, I still wanted to, to pay, you know, pay homage to Daryl and the Total Soccer Show, because if you're a soccer fan, it's just, I don't want to say, you know, because they're not, prof- you know, professional, but not professional, like that, you know, they're not radio guys, they were, they were just guys, Daryl and Taylor, and And Taylor Rockwell has been, no pun intended, a rock since January of 2019 when Daryl was diagnosed with colon cancer. Daryl never complained once. Daryl never asked for pity. And he... He fought it like I hope I would, with humor and fighting. And so, you know, going forward on this show, hello and welcome. I'm stealing it. I'm going to pay homage to Daryl every single solitary time Adam and I do this show. I'm going to end the show with the way Daryl ended his show. And I I know one of the things, and it's what his co-host Taylor said the other day or yesterday when the news came out that he had passed. When someone dies, you tend to elevate them and make them, you know, bigger than who they are or who they were. And, and, you know, Taylor says, Daryl was no saint. But boy, oh boy, looking at the outpouring of love from, you know, the quote-unquote American soccer community over these last few days, um, Monday it came out that Daryl would be on hospice and that the treatments had just stopped working. No one knew why, but they just stopped. And so as when you hear those words, hospice, you just know things are not good. And 
didn't wake up yesterday to the news that Daryl had passed away. And the outpouring of love and sympathy and just great stories of Daryl just trying to make the world around him a better place to inherently find the good in people. And that has resonated with so many people and it's just, it's great to see and I just, I, I hope everyone gets a chance to find somebody who moves them like Daryl has obviously moved me. And as I attempt to get myself together, I'm going to have to edit part of this out just so there's no silence, Adam. I enjoy that part. You sure you want to do this? Yeah, man. No. It's, no, I'm good, dude. Like, it's just, it, like, it's it's crazy that, like, I mean, it's, and again, the outpouring of love from everybody, like, how many few people actually met the guy, but how he was just loved. And if people reached out with an, with an IM or an email or just, you know, at a meet and greet, did get a chance to talk to him and just show their love and like just everyone to a man and a woman has just said nothing but positive things about Daryl Grove. And I just, you know, I wish I could be more like, and, and I'm, I, you know, I, I, you know, I can't change who I am. You know, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely a pessimist. I'm, I'm a glass house full person. Um, but it's, it's just been amazing to see the outpouring of love for Daryl Grove. And, and I know on this show, I'm going to continue it. And, and for those of you who have listened long enough, know that next to wrestling, the only thing I love more in sports is soccer. I, I, I have a game up on the TV as I'm recording with Adam right now. Forget game day. I'm watching soccer. Um, so, so that's what it is. And once again, Daryl, thank you for taking the time to talk to us and making the world a better place. And with that, I would like to introduce my co-host, the one, the only Mr. Adam Howe. Happy birthday, happy birthday boy. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. So I see last night the uh, Wisconsin Badgers um, destroyed your Illinois pick quite handily. Yeah, I regret that. I was, I don't know, that. I was like, yeah, you never know, they beat them last year. Yeah, they learned their lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Lovey with no beard is not a good coach. Lovey needs to grow the beard back. Lovey might not have a job in three weeks, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how anyone can get fired based off how things are going to go this entire season, if we even get a full season. Right. Uh, So, boy, it's been a while since we recorded last, so I don't remember where we left off, but... um, I think one of the last things was we previewed takeover and i guess you know we can give some colder than ice cube takes um <laughs> on takeover 31 and you know i know adam and i when we were previewing the show had talked about you know it was all singles matches and all had the chance to be bangers and boy oh boy if we just take out the person i don't want to talk about four out of five bangers 
the show opened with Damian Priest uh, defeating Johnny Gargano to retain the North American title. Great opener, loved it. Oh yeah, right, right winner. I, I know. I think Adam, you picked Johnny, and I, I have that on our spreadsheet somewhere. Um, but still, just a great match. Um, I picked Johnny. I, I think so. I don't remember, man. I have, I don't have my notes. No, I know. You know, the one where we were different was the one you won, and then I loved had, I loved Damian Priest. Oh, no, wow. we had we had two different. I'm sorry. No, you. We both picked Priest here. Um, so to me, right winner. Um, and and these these subsequent stories that they've been doing with Johnny and Candice LeRae on um, on ta- on NXT on a weekly basis have, have have been fun, and I'm really looking forward to see where they go from here. I have a stat pulled up for you. Speaking of Johnny Cano, who's like he, what you know one in twenty nine at his thirty he, takeover appearances. I have I have the records right here. Let's start with the top. The, the who has the best takeover record? Finn Balor is thirteen and one. Okay. Adam Cole, Adam Cole is eight and five. With Alistair Black seven and two, Baron Corbin six and two, Champa is six and seven on takeovers. Kyle O'Reilly five and seven. But here at the very, very, very bottom is Johnny Gargano at four and sixteen. Yeah, which like I, I find fascinating because um, I. I th- I think it was 30 when um, they were leading up to it. And, and someone made that comment, you know, like, you know, you're Johnny takeover. Yeah. You, you've won like four matches and lost twice. I mean, it was just something stupid. And I was like, Oh, I love promos that, you know, bring reality into it. And um, just, Oh, so yeah. Like I, I love for the, for the whole Johnny takeover thing that Johnny takeover, it just has a, Terrible record <laughs> at Takeover. Um, I mean, he puts on bangers, but like the dude doesn't. I just don't. Why? Why do they do that with him? Like, I'm because not a huge he's fan, been, but like you know, no, because you know Johnny Underdog. You know, he's he's always been a great. He's been a great underdog, and like that. That's that is to me. That's God, man. I feel like I I fucking hate saying this, but. That's Johnny Gargano's lot in life in the WWE. Is he's just going to be Johnny Underdog, who always gets hot at the right time, only to lose in the big match. Now you know. Now that he's you know, now that he's a heel and then appears to be maybe. So, he, so he's going to be Dolph Ziggler 2.0 then, or pretty much. Hey, Johnny's going to go out there and make everyone look good. I mean, not that not that Andrade needed help. No. But that Johnny Gargano Andrade match where. He um, was just, um, you know, he and Andrade went to a freaking five-star, five-star-plus mm-hmm. classic. Like, that that shows you what Gargano can do. Watch the, the one the one people don't talk about enough, in my opinion. They don't talk about his match with uh, Aleister Black enough. No, again, another, another one top that's... Top three that no one talks about. <laughs> Yep, another one that's really close to being a, a, a you know, if you believe in stars, a, a right there five star classic. Um, yeah. Like you say, that nobody talks about. Uh, next up on Takeover 31, um, Kushida defeated somebody, and that's all I'm going to say about that. 
After that, uh, we had the NXT Cruiserweight title, and this is the one where you got it right, I got it wrong. Uh, Santo Escobar retained against Isaiah Swerve Scott in another very fun, very good match. Still not sure it was the right winner, but uh, that's neither here nor there. You got, you the, got Survivor Series coming up, buddy. You got to have something. Yeah, and, and the story since then that they're telling with uh, Legado del Fantasma and, and Isaiah and and I'm forgetting the one dude and Jake Atlas. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. It's been fun, been entertaining, so looking forward to that. Cough, cough, war games. <laughs> war games. But with three on three, I mean, does that make All sense? All you got to do is add a fourth and a fourth. You could pick a singles feud and add it to that match like it's nothing. I mean, I Throw guess in if you're... Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. Throw, you know what I mean? Throw in somebody. No, man. Who? Man, well, okay. Put a pin in that because you just gave me a, a fantasy booking thought there. That's um, what I do. That's why I'm here. And next up for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae. In another good, fun match. This is the one I got right and Adam got wrong. And that's where we were both 4-1 and one on the night. And I was trying to remember where it was. But really um, thought it made sense for Candice to get it there. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, but I, I'm digging the, match the was follow-up good. story. Don't get me wrong. But. Yep, I'm digging, again, what they're doing with Indy Hartwell and, and the follow-up story with Candice. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, fun story. you know. And then, you know, we got the arrival of... Ember Moon, we got the return, quote-unquote, of Tony Storm. So, man, give me all that. If, if you're going to let Tony Storm and Io Shirai go at it and just, if you know, it's NXT, so they'll be able to wrestle, I'm all, all, all for it. Give me some, give me some, give me some. What I'm very confused on is their women's division is stacked, you could argue, right? It's stacked. Correct. Yep. More than SmackDown and Raw. Do they By far. Need, do they need like a tag team belt for the women or like another some kind of singles title? Cause, no, yeah, they, need like, to, they need to take the tag straps off Nia Jax and what's her face? Baszler. Baszler, right. And, and just have them kind of be the NXT title because – you you just I mean you mentioned it like I just mentioned three names and you, you didn't know, even that, mention that's not Rhea even, Ripley you didn't right mention, that's not even including uh, you know obviously Candice Io, Tony Storm Ember Moon Rhea Ripley Raquel Gonzalez uh, uh, well shoot my the girl I love Dakota Kai like Tegan Knox uh, when she gets back right and that that's that's just the tip of the iceberg that's just Shotzi the Blackheart tip. man <laughs> right yeah. Shotzi Blackheart. Um, Zia Lee with her little story now with uh, the, the the Mighty Might. Um, Katie, Casey, Katzenza, however you say that. Yeah, uh, we're just going to call her <laughs> Casey C. Ricochet's woman. One. I don't want to dismiss her as Ricochet's woman. Ricochet's but... ex-woman. Oh, well, see, I don't even pay attention to those things. That's how much <laughs> I know. I think. Damn it. I'll have to look that up. But... All right. So. I'm um, just saying, like, that's so good. Props to them for doing that, but you got to yeah. have more than one belt. You can't just have half this roster sitting on the sideline when they're having better matches than some of the men on take on NXT, which yep. is true. They are. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. And then in the main event, uh, a, a, another banger, another match people need to go out of their way to watch. Finn Balor defeats Kyla Riley. Finn Balor with a broken jaw during the course of the match. 
Kyle O'Reilly looked like he got a couple, you know, you know, we'll call them spuds, um, and uh, unintentional, obviously. But man, just a a if if you can have a a strong style match in the WWE, I, I think this one might qualify because these dudes were just kicking the piss I mean, at each both other. Ended up in the hospital, so <laughs> right. So <laughs> I I'm. I, I can't rave about this match enough. Um, you know, it, it may not be match of the year quality, but it's one of those ones where you're going to sit down and watch it and be like, wow, that was good. Finn had to have surgery in his jaw, right? Yes. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. You saw where he got kicked right in the mouth. You saw. You oh, yeah. Saw no, trust me. Like, <laughs> like that, you know, that, that's not a work. Those are that's a straight shoot right there, ladies and gentlemen. That match had definitely, you know, a little bit of hints from the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly match from Ring of Honor. God, what was that, seven years, six years ago now, when the Ultimate Endurance match, I think it was called, where they just right. bust each other in the face and Adam Cole ended up in the hospital with five broken teeth. So there you go. I think those are like I think that match just showed that Kyle O'Reilly is could be a singles guy on his own if he ever chose to be. All right, so now let's go back to Adam talking about the war games between Legado del Fantasma, Isaiah Swerve Scott, the other dude whose name I'm just it's can't like arch to look feet. up. Oh, I got to keep talking. All right, uh, and Jake Atlas. And, and you said just throw in a random guy here and there on both sides. You know, on the quote-unquote good guy side, because... I'd be over the moon if he were cruiserweight champion. Um, throw Tyler Breeze on that side of you know of the team, and then with Legato Del Fantasma, I don't know. But uh, you know, here we are. Um, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking. Keep no, going. That's I'm fine. Looking. I'm just. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to think of what I wanted to talk about next. There. There were a few things. Um, I think I'm going to bounce over to Japan real quick and talk G1. Uh, we got to talk G1. Halloween Havoc at some point, too. Well, I guess we also have to preview War Games, even though I think there's only like three matches announced, maybe four. Um, again, and I guess we make predictions. Um, but G1 had the finals, and <laughs> we're heading into the final night, and it's just like, okay, Jay White, all he needs to do is win or draw, and he wins the A block. And, of course, Ghetto just tells every one of us, oh, you think you know what I'm doing? Fuck you. <laughs> and here we have Kota Ibushi as A block winner out of nowhere. And it just it just made me laugh. And, and it's why I just, I, you know, I know the people who love trying to pick all these brackets and, and, and you know, try to, you know, rationalize ghetto's booking style and, and what he's doing um but it's just <laughs> you're just like oh okay that wasn't expected and then we ship over to b block we're on the final night it's evil versus sonata and you're just like oh okay hey evil's gonna win this because you know it just makes the most sense and ghetto once again says ha ha i know more than you sonata wins the block <laughs> which gave us a a g1 final of Kota Ibushi versus Sonata in Boy Oh Boy as someone who's probably been, you know, 
I, I would say, a, uh, diehard's the wrong word, but a, a deep fan of New Japan for the last five or six years, I can easily tell you this was the worst G1 final. Ever. Ashante, Ashante Adonis. I knew I knew it was AA, and I just I I, I wasn't gonna say Austin Aries because Sorry, fuck that I guy. Sorry, I say Ashante V Theodonis. Okay, there you go. Yes. Um. So yeah, and then find a heel to, to counter um, to Tyler Breeze in that, and and there's your four on four, and I'd be okay with that. Or do a three on three and make it a quicker version, whatever. Um. But Kota Ibushi is your G1 champion, and. The the fun part about this is uh, you new, I've talked about it before, but New Japan rewards you for paying attention. And when Jay White lost his match to Tomohiro Ishii in the main event of the show, there was no post match, you know, farewell statement from. Ishii, he just walked to the back, and then the camera focused on Jay White. Jay White's long walk to the back. And Jay White's promo or post-match rant is what they focused on. And given off what they've done in the past, when you've seen things like that, that means they're beginning to start to do a redemption arc. So I think we're going to see Jay White maybe lose one or two more big matches and just to continue the downfall before we get the rebuild of Jay White. And I'm thinking it's Jay White the face, and he's going to be huge. So well done, Gato. Well done, New Japan, for showing us all we know jack shit. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um... Uh, so I th- yeah, I think that's it. And um, man, do we do? Um, no, we'll be, we'll be back to record the full floor gear, so we can wait for full gear. A little impact <sighs> tonight. Can't wait to watch that. Actually. Oh yeah, man. And hey, you know, hopefully I'll have the show out quick enough that um, if you're watching this weekend, uh, Impact Plus is free. So get some. Uh, Bound for glory tonight. Should be a, some stuff, it's actually yeah. a solid car tonight. I'm actually overall pretty impressed with it. So we'll see if it actually goes the way it's supposed to. All right. So I, my apologies. There are actually five matches announced for Hell in a Cell because apparently they announced one last night on SmackDown that I wasn't watching. But I saw a clip online and Daniel Bryan is just the fucking best. So I don't know what the match was, but Daniel Bryan is backstage saying, let's get the smoke. And then he puts out his hands, you know, to, to fist bump the, the, the street profits. And he's like, fist me, fist me boys. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, only, only Daniel Bryan could get that through and have the people backstage either laughing their ass off or just have no clue whatsoever. And so, good, good how for do them. You, how do you feel about an I Quit match happening inside of a Hell in a Cell? Well, let, let's start there. So, 
Apparently in the match and that, that was announced for last night, Otis defends the Money in the Bank contract against The Miz. Um, if we're making, you know, I guess we have to make kind of predictions. That's kind of our thing. Um, I'm going to take Otis to retain here. <sighs> because I just, I don't see the point I, of The I, Miz. I don't even care, honestly. But yeah, I'll, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go The Miz. Uh, next up is in just a basic, um, just, just singles match. <laughs> That's all it's called. It's a singles match. <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Um, I, I, uh, Ugh. yeah, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know here. Uh, but, Jeff Hardy. Oh, see, I think I was leaning that way. But boy, why do I? Oh man, yeah, fuck it, Jeff Hardy. Let me ask you. Let me say something though. Have you ever seen someone go back and forth between heel and baby than Elias though? No, oh, the that big show. Dude, oh yeah, I was, that's damn. That's true. Yeah, but I'm just saying <laughs> that dude is like flip flopping every week. He's a good guy. He's a bad guy. He beat Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Now he's like, I just don't understand what they're doing with that guy. But hey, his new album comes out next week. Stay tuned. Yep. And um, the number one women's wrestler in the world, according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Adam Bailey, defends the SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Bailey, the number one women's wrestler in the world, is going to lose this match, and Sasha Banks is going to be your new champion. Because they haven't wrestled each other 9,000 times before, so let's do it again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't see how Bailey wins again. It ruins the story if she wins again. <laughs> and because one Hell in a Cell match is not enough, two Hell in a Cell matches are not enough. We're gonna have three. As Drew McIntyre defends the WWE Championship against Randy Orton again. Is this the fourth match between those two, or is it three? I want to say it's three. Right. And I could not be less interested. I picked Orton to win last time because I feel they're just trying to. Put, <laughs> they need to put the title on somebody else. And you know what? I'm gonna be an idiot and do it again. How did you not end the feud with an ambulance match? How did you not end it there? <laughs> because it's the WWE, and we just can't put that much thought process or thought into it, Adam. We just have to say. Did you see the interview with McIntyre on Twitter where he's like, "Yeah, Randy's actually been motivated this time." Oh, gee, good. Randy's doing his job. There you go. <laughs> he's feeling energetic, so that means he's going to get the belt. I'm picking Randy this time. Uh-oh, if Adam and I are both picking him, maybe that means we actually get a Randy Orton win. I don't know. That'll be oh, crazy yeah. to see. And <laughs> as Adam said, we're getting a I quit match inside Hell in a Cell. Why? Why? Yeah, it's not like there's been interference in these matches that would say, you know, these two dudes need to be in a cell. It's just because, you know what, we have a fucking Hell in a Cell interview or a Hell in a Cell structure. So let's just put as many people in there as we can, apparently. What, uh, what, here's, a, here's the real question of this whole pay-per-view. It should be the tagline of the show is, what color is the Hell in Cell going to be? Uh, based off the clips I told of Talking Smack, it's going to be red again. God. Oh, God, so bad. On a positive, though, on a positive, I don't think we're going to have it inside red lights, so we'll be actually able to see everything, and, and maybe this will work better. 
but it is an I quit match. And if Jay loses, he and Jimmy have to become Roman's subordinates as, because of course the WWE can't just say, you know, whatever, but, um, so Roman's it's winning another, this one. It's going to be another bloodbath. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. And I just, I, again, I want Roman like you, like you had talked about last time. Give me another 20 minute, just Roman beating the piss out of Jay match. And <laughs> I'd be quite fine with that. <laughs> this is the way you're going to turn. Yeah. They're going to still, if they lose, they're his lackeys, essentially. Correct. Or, oh, you know, it's going to turn into like a faction and they're going to, get along at some point and be this whole the bloodline thing they've been talking about forever so there you go yeah um man does that mean paul's gonna manage the uso brothers too oh i don't i don't know but it would be fun just to watch because if okay so we just know what vince Vince man gets off on watching people fucking do shit that he like He's going to have Jimmy and Jay Uso rubbing Paul Heyman's feet. <laughs> I, just, I just see or, it. Or, now. I was gonna say they're gonna oil up Roman. Ooh, I don't know about that one, man. That that ooh, that's ooh. ooh. Why is that ooh? But rubbing feet is better. No. Exactly. But. <laughs> God, man, yeah, you just, God, oh, oh, now you, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to see. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> and since, you know, we have, to, I have to kind of, you know, you know, I bag on WWE for doing repeat matches. Um, we're going to get another Orange Cassidy versus Cody Rhodes match for the TNT title. And I know you and I were both a little annoyed when we, or, or, or I should say, um, you know, Orange Cassidy didn't win. So I'm a little, uh, you know, I know we talked, you, you know, we talked about it, you talked about it, um, that there is a sort of, um, you know, Orange Orange Cassidy is the most over wrestler on any show anywhere. Don't care. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I I really admit, you know, I I I well, I would love to watch some of uh, the collective over last weekend when Orange Cassidy showed up on the GCW show. And I know it's a very small crowd. I want to say it was like 300 people. 300 people lost their shit. And were just way excited to see Orange Cassidy show up. You, To me, you can't have Orange Cassidy lose this match or go to a draw again. Because you're going to just ruin the most over guy on the show. And I just can't help but say Orange Cassidy is not match. I, d- I don't see Orange Cassidy wrestling uh, 
Darby Allen at, at, at full gear. And it's, it's just a little bit depressing that that's what we're going to get again. And, and I'm just, I want to be excited for it, but I'm just, I, I'm not. And that's a, that is just a bummer to me that it's it's just going to be another sacrificial lamb to make Cody look better. Why? Why why are we going to get Cody looking better? I don't know. It's weird. It, I don't know because he's the boss. Yep. All right. Um, but on a positive note, I know you and I are both excited about this. Next Wednesday, we're also getting NXT. And we uh, believe we right now have four matches confirmed. Uh, we're going to get another Johnny Gargano versus uh, Damian Priest for the North American title in a spin the wheel, make the deal match. So, and 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 this will be my favorite part of the whole thing. Well, folks, it was right about there that Adam and I had a little uh, technology snafu, so uh, weren't able to finish the show. So, unfortunately, you're now stuck with sappy emotional me. Um, we had planned to continue to just talk about um, what we've been seeing on Dynamite and NXT recently, and we got to see Phoenix taking on... Uh, oh, God bless. Uh, Pentagon. Goodness gracious. Um Phoenix and Pentagon was something I knew we were both looking forward to, and I thought it was a great, fun match. Uh, unfortunately, it sounds like uh, Phoenix suffered some sort of injury and is now going to be replaced by Pentagon. So we get a all-in rematch, basically, between Kenny Omega and Pentagon, which I think also can be another banger. And we have Hangman Page against Wardlow to continue the, the number one contender Um I think they're calling it Eliminator for the AEW Championship uh, to where the winner will eventually take on the winner of Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston, again, just a promo genius. So definitely appreciate that. Um, Looking forward to that. Adam and I should be back on a normal schedule uh, as the junior football season is about to end. So hopefully we can get back and get these on a normal cycle and not go a few weeks without talking to you guys. And even if we can't, uh, I'll try to get something out, which will be just terrible for every each individual person listening to the show. Uh, if you have listened this so far or all the way through, I truly appreciate it. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at 3MB Podcast. Give Adam a follow on Twitter, at AdamHowell3MB. Uh, check out our Instagram, at 3MB Pod. And I told you I was going to steal... Dale Grove's intro, and I'm also going to steal his outro. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us. I can't say enough how much we appreciate it, whether it's 10 of you, 20 of you, 100 of you. I, I, I can't tell you enough how much we appreciate it. Uh, just make sure you loved your, hug your loved ones. Cancer sucks. And most importantly, be excellent to each other.